all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, where we discuss issues involving your children as they are growing up. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC and Program Director of the MedPeds Residency Program. Well, it's December 1st. Holiday music is playing. Christmas lights are going up. Decorations are everywhere. Kids are about to get out of school. And Christmas is just around the corner. So as Santa gets ready to load his sleigh, how can you be prepared for the holidays? What's an appropriate gift for your child? What are your child's going to do when they're out of school? What are some safety concerns that you might have? We'll be talking about these questions and others that you might have today. You can join in on the conversation by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Thousands of people are still waiting for the green light to get back to their homes in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, or in some cases, what's left of their homes. Wildfires have damaged or destroyed roughly half the resort community. Several lives were lost. Mariba Knight with member station WPLN brings us the latest. Search and rescue operations are still underway after a firestorm swept through Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge on Monday. Authorities say the extent of the damage is still unknown, which includes hundreds of structures and nearly 16,000 acres. After being forced to evacuate, more than 100 people still remain in shelters, and many, including Gatlinburg resident Terrilyn Batson, are unsure of whether their homes are still standing. It got to where when I saw orange flames, I'm... I threw my 83-year-old mother in the car, and we came right down here because we had to evacuate. It was The mountain was on fire, and it's a mile from here. I don't know if I have a house or not. Gatlinburg officials say the wildfires are now out. For NPR News, I'm Mariba Knight in Gatlinburg. A presidential election recount is underway in Wisconsin, one of three states that were previously considered part of the Democrats' blue wall before they went to President-elect Donald Trump. As LaToya Dennis of member station WUWM reports, the Green Party presidential candidate, Dr. Jill Stein, requested the recount of nearly 3 million votes in Wisconsin. Green Party candidate Jill Stein sued the Wisconsin Elections Committee, hoping a judge would order that all the ballots be recounted by hand. Stein lost, which means it's up to each of Wisconsin's 72 counties to decide whether to recount using the voting machines or by hand. The recount must be completed by December 13th, when the state has to deliver its final tally to the federal government. Election officials have acknowledged they're unhappy with conducting a recount during the holiday season on behalf of a candidate who only received 30,000 votes in Wisconsin. Donald Trump beat out Hillary Clinton here by less than one percentage point. For NPR News, I'm LaToya Dennison, Milwaukee. Jury deliberations continue today in the trial of a white former South Carolina police officer who fatally shot a black man after a traffic stop. Michael Slager acted in self-defense, he says, after Walter Scott got hold of his taser. Mobile phone video captured images, though, that appear to show the former officer repeatedly firing on the 50-year-old 
as the motorist back was turned and was attempting to run away. Britain will assist in the investigation of Monday's charter plane crash in Colombia. Experts are examining data recorders from the British-made aircraft to find out why it ran out of fuel before it went down a few miles from Medellin's International Airport. Several people survived. However, 71 individuals were killed, including members of a Brazilian soccer team that was on its way to play in the finals of a prominent tournament. At last glance on Wall Street, the Dow was up 75 points at 19,199. This is NPR News. Turkish and Russian foreign ministers have agreed that there must be a ceasefire in Syria following their meeting in southern Turkey today. The two governments recently reconciled following nearly a year of strained relations, but as Dalia Mortad explains from Istanbul, and Turkey and Russia still back opposing sides in Syria's conflict. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov announced that Russia will continue its operations in eastern Aleppo. Russia has been providing Syria's Bashar al-Assad military support, including launching airstrikes against opposition forces in Aleppo and beyond. Turkey has called the assault on eastern Aleppo a crime against humanity and that their goal is to topple Assad's regime. That's Dalia Mortada reporting. Thailand has a new king. Michael Sullivan reports from Thailand. Maja Vajiralongkorn succeeds his much-loved father, who passed away two months ago after 70 years on the throne. Thailand had been without a king since Pumipun Day died on October 13th, the 88-year-old, the longest-serving head of state in the world at the time of his death. The crown prince had been expected to quickly succeed his father, but asked that the process be delayed to allow him time to grieve. He presided over a service at the palace late this afternoon, marking 50 days since his father's passing. A formal announcement of his new status as King Ramaten came from the royal household a few hours later. The new king is 64 years old, the second child and only son of the late Pumipon. Thailand is a constitutional monarchy, but the late king was enormously popular, seen as a unifying and stabilizing force. For NPR News, I'm Michael Sullivan in Chiang Rai. You're listening to NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Pajamagram Company, offering 27 matching holiday pajamas for the whole family, including cats and dogs, and with Charlie Brown and Norman Rockwell themes, in knits, fleece, and flannel. More at pajamagram.com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC and Program Director of the MedPeds Residency Program. Well, happy holidays to everybody. Being December 1st, I guess that's the official welcome of the late holiday season in winter, even though we have stretched out summer here in Mississippi about as long as anybody could. 
I uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving with friends and family, and hopefully you didn't uh, gain too much weight with all that great food. I know I, we had our, our share of it and certainly our share of leftovers. Well, if you're like me, you just love this time of year. This is one of the, the most enjoyable things. Just like the song, it is the most wonderful time of the year. But, of course, it comes with challenges as well. And there's a lot of hype about what you should do during the holidays that maybe you don't have to do that might add to that. So how do you know what gifts to buy people? What are some of the ways that you can spend time with your family in this plugged-in era? And what are some of the hidden dangers that might affect your child? We'll be discussing these questions and more and anything that you might have concerning the health of your family. And as usual, we'll be taking all those calls and questions. We would love to hear from you. So you can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. So Christmas, you know, it seems every year you hear adults say this mostly. It's like Christmas didn't start this early when I was a kid. I mean, you've got Christmas decorations out before Halloween, which we certainly saw that. And certainly a lot of stores capitalize on that, that you've seen things. But really, you know, to me, and I think to a lot of other people, day after Thanksgiving, that's when you sort of shift gears and say, okay, let's clean up all this mess and let's get ready for for the holidays that are coming up. So lots of things going on with tree selection or bringing out those decorations for your home uh, that are are sort of a family tradition for you. Those are all important things, particularly for your kids to be involved in, uh, that they'll appreciate for years to come. And and allowing them to be a part of that is really something that's, uh, that's useful. And again, like we said, you know, there's a lot of different things that uh, might be uh, pulling them away from family time, like personal devices and electronic means. So that's that's important uh, to uh, take some time and, and establish those traditions. And if you don't have those traditions in your family yet, uh, it's never too late to start those. So, you know, gifts are a big deal, right, during the holidays. So everybody's thinking about gifts to give. Maybe you've already capitalized on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or uh, Cyber Week uh, that's still going on uh, this week. But whatever the, uh, the the opportunities that you've had, you know, buying for kids can be difficult at times for a number of reasons. Number one, it's the access that kids have these days to advertising. I know we get tons of catalogs this time of year. There's the Internet that they can go on and look at things. Uh, so it's not just, you know, one or two toys. It might be a lot of toys that you have to choose from. Uh, if you're thinking about gifts for your children or grandchildren or perhaps somebody else's children. So setting appropriate expectations in your children is important. And uh, that's one of the first things that you want to do up front uh, in the process. So talking to them early, and it's not too late to do that at this time of the year, uh, about what they can expect. For instance, uh, let's say your child likes Legos. Now, if you've got a Lego catalog these days, you'll see that uh, most Lego sets, of course, you can get them anywhere, you know, from 10 to 20 bucks. Uh, but now they have these really complex sets that sort of are targeted at, um, at early teens uh, that uh, can have thousands of pieces in them. You can buy an entire city uh, in stages, and you're basically looking at about 150 to $300 per set of those things. Now, when you're talking to your child, you want to set those expectations about what they can expect. And, you know, maybe 
you might have the means to do uh, everything uh, to buy that entire set, but you might want to just uh, get a little bit at a time. That'll teach them important life lessons about waiting for things, about the importance of doing one thing at a time. Uh, all those things are very important uh, uh, character-building issues and uh, that you can instill in them by doing that. So setting up uh, you know, expectations that they have uh, for what they can uh, for what they can buy is very important. Uh, maybe you're going to go to Disneyland for the the holidays. That's great, but uh, you know, uh, if you're not, make sure you set those expectations. That you know what, Johnny, maybe not this time, but uh, that'd be a great present, wouldn't it, down the road? And then talk about the why about uh, not just expectations, but talk to your kids about the why of giving. Why do we give gifts? And everybody has their own own. Um, uh, reasons for that and, and about the why but be, uh, behind giving gifts to different people and why there are some limitations in that, that you can't just uh, go broke on the credit card. Um, you know, those are great conversations that you could have at any age. Uh, of course, as they get older into the adolescent age, you might want to add in things like uh, good finances uh, to, to teach them about that and being able to buy gifts in an appropriate manner. And the other thing to keep in mind is age appropriateness of gifts. So there's a couple of things that you want to uh, to think about if you're buying gifts for either your children or somebody else's children. Uh, the first thing is probably what is their age. Uh, and that determines loosely, uh, you know, if they're going to be able to, number one, enjoy that toy. Uh, number two, to safely play with it uh, or have an interest in it. So uh, there's an appropriate skill level with a lot of these toys. We just mentioned Legos. That's a perfect example. Uh, the younger ages uh, that are appropriate for Legos uh, usually start at about three years of age. And the reason for that is if you think about it, if you've got somebody under the age of three and sometimes even over that, things tend to go to the mouth. Uh, that's the way that a young toddler or baby explores the world one of the, the ways that they do that is from handling those toys and then putting them in their mouth uh, and of course you don't want those smaller pieces in there from a, a choking hazard or swallowing hazard standpoint so that's one of the things safety wise that you're going to look at and most toys have that on the side uh, of the box uh, even if they're uh, board games i found that interesting even board games without small pieces uh, they'll have an age uh, you know, appropriateness on the side of the box. Another thing to keep in mind is electrical hazards. So a lot of toys will have, uh, you know, electrical components to them that you either plug in somewhere or have batteries. And while batteries, uh, you know, it's not as uh, a big an issue with a battery-operated toy, you do have to keep in mind that some batteries, particularly uh, some battery styles that are required in some of these toys, particularly button batteries, these are the batteries that you find normally in hearing aids or remote controls or, or sometimes even greeting cards, the ones that uh, have music or uh, uh, sing to you that you can uh, record uh, messages on. Those button batteries, If uh, those are pretty dangerous if you swallow them because they can uh, uh, cause some nasty burns. Uh, but uh, batteries in general you want to keep out of the way and, and just think about that if, uh, if you have uh, gifts for a younger child. 
We're talking about holiday issues, both safety and otherwise, this morning. And we would love to hear from you this morning. If you have any questions about something, maybe you're thinking about a gift for your child or somebody else's child or grandchild. Or if you have any health-related questions that uh, that you're that are burning on your mind this morning to ask about the health of your family, you can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us at kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. You know, magnets and toys are a big thing, too. So a lot of toys, both the closure uh, devices, I know some of these toys open up and have magnetic uh, closures on them. Uh, and uh, and then magnets themselves are a big uh, toy, sort of the, the round magnets that almost look like small stones uh, that fit together that you can stack uh, there, you know, one magnet is probably not going to hurt somebody, but if you have multiple ones, that's, uh, when you run into some problems, when they sort of link up together in the, the, uh, GI tract and can cause some problems, some intestinal obstruction. So sometimes our, either our GI specialists have to go retrieving those, or, uh, if it's, uh, you know, goes down further, our surgeons have to do that sometimes. So we do see that fairly often, both with magnets and with the, uh, button batteries as well. And then tags, strings, and ribbons, uh, you know, packaging of these uh, is where you're going to find those most often. But sometimes string uh, string toys that uh, you might pull or a string that's part of a mechanism of a toy. If that string's longer than 12 inches, you probably don't want to have toddlers around that uh, or children less than the age of two. Again, that's probably going to be on the, the packaging. And the reason for that is uh, a strangulation hazard. So you don't want that string... Uh, to, uh, to wrap around a, a small child's neck if they roll over it. And they can they can do some crazy stuff even if they're not able to use their hands. Some people would say, well, they're not able to use their hands yet. But uh, if they're rolling over, if they're crawling, uh, certainly there's a risk there if you have those. So probably don't, don't want to go towards those toys. And, you know, again, appropriateness. Is a less than one-year-old really going to care about, uh, you know, the toys that they get? Most of the time, they're pretty interested in whatever you give them, even if it's uh, something that's as simple as a book. That's a great gift to give a young child um, and uh, also gives you or somebody else an opportunity to read to them, which is one of the most important things to improve their developmental health as they get older. The other thing is to have a, you know, sort of a, a place picked out uh, where you're going to put these toys, where you're going to store them for Christmas, uh, and and that's if they're going to be given, you know, on Christmas morning, or if they're going to be put underneath the tree. Uh, again, trying to talk to your children about what's appropriate. You don't want to handle those beforehand uh, for a number of reasons, um, but also afterwards, you know, where you're going to put all this material, particularly if you're tearing open these packages with strings and ribbons uh, and other materials. So have a place picked out for those things. And just, you know, a little bit of planning goes a long way in safety. And certainly, you know, people say, ah, you're sort of sucking the air out of out of the fun of Christmas with all this planning. Well, I can tell you, uh, it just comes from some experience in, the, in our pediatric ER here in Jackson uh, that, uh, you know, the most wonderful time of the year can be uh, turned into the worst time of your life in a heartbeat if uh, if you don't take some time to to think about some of those safety issues and certainly you want to enjoy this time period with your your kids and your family and not have to uh, to go to the ER for something like that. Electronic games are another big uh, category, and that can be, uh, you know, things like an iPad or an iPhone. Uh, It can be other electronic means that you give them. 
that uh, that you you want to make sure that uh, it's something again that's appropriate for them. Maybe the things that are on there or accessible to them need you need to think about that beforehand too. And then I would go ahead and uh, you know if I was a parent to go ahead and uh, uh, for for my kids I I would set some limits on that early on. Uh, you know uh, it's it's uh, it's a little bit irritating to a lot of families to to have that kid get that device and then you look up and you're like, hey, let's go spend some time together or go you know outside in the yard to throw the football around and they're like, no no I'm on my game I'm on my phone. So, uh, so set some, set some limits about that beforehand. Uh, you don't want to spring any traps on them about anything and then tell them why that's important that they do some other things. Talking about holiday gifts and, uh, some, uh, preemptive, uh, safety concerns with those this morning. We got plenty of time to take your calls on maybe you got some holiday questions or anything related to the health of your family. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be right back after this break. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. Join us on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio, where we talk about issues related to health from a woman's perspective. Listen to us on Southern Remedy for Women on Fridays on MPB from 11 to 12. You don't have to be a woman to call in. So we'd love to hear from you. It's the show for women and the people who love them. Join us tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We'll be taking your calls to answer all your health questions. It's Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Happy Holidays at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and we're talking about the holiday season, about all the kinds of things that you and your family can enjoy and try to prevent some of those injuries or negative consequences from different things. And speaking of one of those, we got an email here from Annie from Brandon. She says, how much Christmas is too much Christmas? I have trouble cutting myself off from buying more gifts for my kids. I want them to have an amazing experience, but I don't want to spoil them also. Plus, I'm always disappointed when many of them sit around and don't get played with for most of the year. 
I'm lo- I've learned that there really is a law of diminishing returns with this. Thanks for the show, Annie from Brandon. You know, Annie, you're 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 exactly right. Um, you, you know, you can get way carried away with too many gifts, and then see your child. You know, it just sucks the wind out of you when you're like, oh, they're going to enjoy this. They're going to enjoy this for three to four months out of the year, and uh, you know, all those adult kind of you know things that go through your mind, like uh, like I'm a good parent. You know, this is going to be something they can enjoy and pass down to their kids. And within 20 minutes, uh, it's put over to the side and they moved on to the next thing. Or if you have kids like my kids, it's broken in five minutes and uh, sort of over to the side. So I have to I have to test out. Uh, I've had to test out toys in stores. And now I go into a store. I was in a meeting in San Francisco about a month ago with my wife and we went in uh, the brain uh, store uh, that uh, I think that's what it was called, or Marbles. Marbles the Brain Store is what it's called. There's all kinds of cool stuff in there. Uh, not that I like to play with any of it. but uh, So I went in and I said, look, I, you know, I was uh, talking to somebody who was working there. I've got two teenage boys. They would love this. It's sort of a, uh, a game that has a mitt that you open up and it sort of pops a ball out back and forth and catch it. So I said, can, let's, can you, I got the girl that was working there to, to – stand on one end of the store and I was on the other end and I was trying to, to throw this thing as best as I could in a way that I could mess it up. Cause I've got to, I've got to test these toys so that my boys don't, uh, don't uh, destroy them in the heartbeat. So yeah, that's, you know, Annie's right. Um, you need to think about those kinds of things and you know, you, you can't go wrong with as a family uh, and it's not going to work if you buy one child, five toys and the other one, uh, and you might, there may be some situations where you do that uh, just because of, of cost that's different. You know, a bike, a nice bike might cost more than a couple of smaller gifts. But talking to them about that beforehand and trying to limit yourself. I mean, certainly there's lots of different things that you can uh, be sort of sucked into in buying things for your kids. And, you know, every kid, every kid, if you give them a magazine and say, okay, I want you to mark what you want on here or tell me what you want, make a list, you know, they're going to have a long list. And some of them, they may even have a different list tomorrow and the next day than they will. So that's something else you want to keep in mind. It's like, look, here's the list and here's the deadline. After the deadline, there won't be any new items on the list or you can't sort of change your mind about that. You got to stick with it. And hey, that's some really good life lessons for your kids that they can't just, you know, switch back and forth uh, with different things. So got to keep those things in mind. Talking about holiday uh, issues today on Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, you can give us a call with your question or comment about the holidays. Maybe it's uh, something that you experienced that you can share with the rest of us. So uh, maybe it was something that you had to learn the hard way from doing things and you want to share that with us so others don't make that mistake. Uh, you can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us like Annie at kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. So what about decorations, holiday decorations? So last last Saturday, as my family uh, made the trek to the Egg Bowl, I, I opted to stay at home and put up decorations. And uh yeah, I wore myself out putting up lights, and we had gotten a tree, a live tree the day before, and putting some lights on it and putting some other stuff up, wrestling with lights. You, you, you people who know, uh, who've done that, you know what I mean, trying to figure out where is that light that's out. So, uh, you know, that's that's part of the fun is doing that, and certainly 
doing it as a family. A lot of people have a, a tradition of doing that. Um, you know, Christmas trees. A lot of a lot of families get Christmas trees, and you got basically two big choices: whether you choose a live tree, uh, one that's cut and uh, and at least stays partially alive for a while, uh, or an artificial tree. And there's pros and cons. Everybody has a little bit different, uh, you know, uh, opinion about those kinds of things. And then lots of different decorations, whether that's ornaments that you put up there, maybe some family ornaments. I know we have some in our family that have been given over the years that we always put on the tree. And it's a great reminder of those things and special times that we spend as a family. Uh, And, you know, artificial trees, uh, you can... Uh, most of them are sort of non-toxic. Uh, they can be a fire hazard, of course. Uh, live trees, not so much uh, in those ways. So if you have families with allergies, you want to make sure that you check with your physician about some of those things and not get a tree. Uh, if it's a live tree, try not to get one that you know is going to be a potential hazard for them sneezing their head off during the holidays or getting sick during the holidays. So you want to think about those kinds of things. Where are you going to put that tree in the house? If it is live, make sure that you don't have a space heater. Uh, Make sure that you have clear electrical outlets around it so that it's not going to be a, a fire hazard to them. And, uh, and then think about the children in your house and those who will be visiting. I mean, if you have older kids in your house, but the grandkids are coming in, or maybe you don't have any kids and the grandkids are coming in and the grandkids are three, um, I guarantee you they will pull at things. Uh, and I know you had got your house all set up for the holidays, but think about that. Sort of child-proof that house later on so that you don't have to uh, to deal with some of those issues. I've, uh, I've uh, seen some kids during the holidays, either in clinic or in the, uh, in the hospital, that, uh, you know, pulled things over on themselves. Maybe some of those things were... We're hot, so just think about that with all the the decorations that you have uh, before you buy them, uh, so that you can sort of childproof your home appropriately. And the other thing is is holiday plants. A lot of people, uh, you know, not too much of this nowadays, but we do have a lot of plants out there, and there's some exotic ones that if you eat them, uh, they can cause either uh, you know some mild illness or in in some cases more severe. Mistletoe has been around forever. Uh, people put that up in their house over doorways, of course, uh, in hopes that the right special person would walk underneath that. But, uh, you know, the, some of the parts of the mistletoe are poisonous, uh, particularly to younger kids, uh, particularly the berries of the mistletoe plant. The white berries are, are poisonous of a live plant. There's a couple of others, Jerusalem cherry, holly berry, uh, those can uh, make you pretty sick if you if you eat them, and some of those are also outside uh, this time of year as well. So if you have a younger child, you know they look really pretty to eat uh, to a toddler. Those red berries, I mean, it looks like something you would just pop in your mouth and eat. I never have understood as a pediatrician or a parent why a child would pick something off a plant that's red but won't eat fruits and vegetables on their plate. That part has just escaped me. I I don't know why, but it's just out there. It looks like something that they can eat. So holiday lights, uh, indoor and outdoor lights. Um, Probably the biggest thing that we see uh, as a hazard is electrocution injuries uh, from these. So uh, where you plug those in, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking of a couple of years I've, uh, or even way back to my sister when she was smaller, we had to, uh, make sure that we plugged in the tree at, a, at an outlet uh, where she couldn't get to very easily, sort of barricaded that a little bit. But uh, you just think about those issues, and you, you m- might not want to leave the tree lit 
if it's artificial or if it's a, a live tree uh, all the time. Uh, you know, if nobody's going to be in the room, go ahead and cut that thing off. Um, it'll save you some, uh, some electricity on your bill, uh, uh, save you a little bit on your electricity bill and, uh, be a little bit less of a fire hazard then. And then making sure that anything that you have, particularly outside is, uh, attached to a ground fault. Uh, that's important, uh, you know, when pl- um, plugging those things in, unplugging them. Thankfully, we got rain. I think almost all of the state and southeast got some rain. I know there was some bad weather with that too. Certainly, we needed the the rain. I, I know I was. I went back out to unplug my lights that I had put up after that rain one night. I guess that was Monday night or Tuesday night. And uh, you know, the thing was covered in water. And I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to unplug this thing or plug things back in without getting electrocuted? So you got to think about those things where they're plugged in and uh, protect them uh, from uh, from water. Certainly don't want to put them in stand where you're going to have standing water. So a little bit of, little bit of uh, some, some tips on decorations as you put them up to try to make those things safer for the holidays. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and we're talking about holiday issues today or any other health issue that you might have. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to continue our discussion about things in the home. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is an important message for all MPB viewers who use an antenna to receive MPB TV. On Monday, December 12th, our Dot One and Dot Two channels will change. MPB HD will move to Dot One. A brand new 24-7 children's channel, PBS Kids, will premiere soon on Dot Two. Subchannels Dot Three and Four will continue to carry Create TV and MPB Think Radio just as before. Cable and satellite viewers shouldn't be affected. If you have questions, please visit our website at mpbonline.org. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. 
Welcome back to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and we've been talking about holiday issues here, some safety tips for lots of different things from presents, uh, the appropriateness of some of those too, and uh, how you can sort of avoid the letdown of your children as they open those things. Uh, we appreciate it. Got a couple of callers on the line. Uh, let's go to Katie in Bahia. Actually, it's Peggy, and you were oh. talking earlier. That's okay. Sorry. You were talking earlier about we go overboard in buying gifts, and I just wanted to tell everybody about one of the best gifts I ever gave my son, and it was some trucks, plastic trucks. Got them at Walmart for a dollar. They could take he could take all of it apart. He could take the wheels off. He could take the dump part of it off. He could take the cab off. He could put the cement um, trucks thing on the dump truck's body, and he played with those for months. And so sometimes I think just go to I got these at Walgreens dollar stores i mean kids just want a doll it doesn't have to be elaborate they just want a truck that they can go broom broom and go out and take it in the sand pile and not have mom having hysterics because she paid so much for it at toys r us <laughs> that's that's and, right that's good advice Peggy. yeah yeah it's it's amazing sometimes the simplest gifts are the ones that get played with the longest and the ones that you can use in different ways and the ones that are not battery-powered, because right. the battery-powered, they do that, oh, that's interesting, and then you watch. They'll go get that doll that doesn't do anything or that truck that they can make the noise and run it across the floor Absolutely. and, and the, yeah. um, vents and make bumpy noises and things. Yeah, we were, we were pulling out in some old toys. Uh, had a younger uh, a friend of ours, uh, their, their youngest son, in the house the other night, and I was going and looking for some toys, and I found one. Uh, that uh, used to run on a battery, but uh, alas, it does not anymore. And I was like, "Huh, okay, that would have been cool." But mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I think uh, th- those are great points that you want to think about the longevity of that gift. And even if it's not, you know, multi multi years that they play with it, uh, just for the whole year. I mean, that would be great um, right. if some if you had something that lasted like that. And and you're right. So you don't have to be you don't have to spend uh, more money to do that. Just something that they can play with and think about different ways that they can play it, right. as you mentioned. So all great right. suggestions. Thank you. Thank Th- I like your show. Thank you for calling. Uh huh. Bye bye. Yeah, that's it's you can get so sucked into that though and and different uh different uh you know advertisements are very good at doing that. Of course, you know, from a commercial standpoint, they want you to buy more toys. They want you to buy more stuff for your kids, but it's uh you know, it's it can be a a big issue sometimes if you're doing that. Let's go to Lisa in Louisiana. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you for calling. Hi. Did you have a question or a comment for us? Yeah, this I had a comment. Sure. Um, you were talking about Christmas trees, live trees versus um, fake trees, et cetera. And um, our, in our family, 25 years ago when my nephew was born, we started a tradition. We bought a live holly tree, which now is 20 feet tall in my parents' yard. And so every year we buy a live tree, whoever wants a specific kind. My mom likes to have trees with leaves on it, but... Sometimes we get red buds. We don't always get evergreen. Um, and so now everyone in our family has trees from the last 25 years of Christmases. Oh, that's cool. So, that, yeah, so, it's fun. So you was it a so it was potted? I'm assuming so you right, didn't cut right. it. Yeah, so a it was a potted tree. tree. Right, and it was you know a small tree when we got it, but now um, it's not. I have trees in my yard, Christmas trees past, and my sister does, and um, so it's just kind of a fun uh, fun thing to do, and it's always there. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great suggestion for families to do, and uh, you know, particularly if you have the space to do it, to plant those trees in the yard and and mm-hmm. enjoy them for time to come. So that's that's an excellent idea. Yeah, hey, thank you. I enjoyed your show. Sure, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, looking for ways that you could pass down those trans, uh, you know, those those traditions uh, from one generation to the other. That's you know, uh, families want that more and more and those stories of those times. And that can be a great visual reminder of this tree in the yard. And don't you remember this Christmas when we had this tree and, and what happened in that and uh, some sort of anchor points, hard anchor points in your family that you can go to. So excellent suggestion. So what about in the home? You know, uh, as the song goes, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. An open fire, uh, not necessarily the safest thing. Of course, we have fires in, uh, in, in, uh, in hearths now. Uh, but some, you know, general fire safety, uh, uh, I, you know, a barrier is probably the best thing for that. Um, and whether or not you have a wood fire or if you have a gas fire, you want to make sure that nobody can fall into that. Um, there are some, you know, different, different, uh, things that you, that you can get to, uh, have that barrier that's available there. Uh, but there's other things too. open cabinets. Uh, a lot of times during the holidays, we'll sort of be a little bit more lax as families on, on safety issues. And again, it's not just your kids, it's kids that are coming in the house that you want to think about too. Uh, open cabinets might have medications that kids can get into and get hurt. Cleaning solutions, particularly ammonia-based or, or basic uh, lye-based. Uh, plumbing, uh, one of the worst ones, uh, two worst ones that we see is uh, sort of the plumbing uh, liquids that you pour down the drain because of the damage that they can do to tissues in the lungs or in the esophagus or, or GI tract. And then also insecticides are a big one. Uh, that you can uh, you can have a lot of problems with, but even uh, beyond those, there's lots of different things that kids can get into that can harm them. Purses, you know, if you have a lot of people over and they put all their purses down and uh, they're in from town, they're going to be carrying their medications with them in the purse. Uh, make sure those are not accessible to smaller kids, particularly toddlers, uh, and put those up. Uh, stairs too, if you have stairs in your home, uh, you know, it, how are you going to deal with those? with younger kids, uh, and then radiators along with fires, anything that's going to be hot that they can touch. Uh, stove would be another one. Um, and if you do have a fire, you need to think about, is it an appropriate uh, ventilation system for that fire uh, so that you don't have carbon monoxide poisoning? Unfortunately, we don't we don't have as much as, as they do up north, but unfortunately we have, uh, you know, way too many deaths from carbon monoxide poisoning from unvented rooms that are heated uh, with uh, in, in an inappropriate way, so you want to make sure that 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 you have that as a safety feature, and you know uh, uh, fire alarms that do include carbon monoxide sensors are extremely important and have saved uh, hundreds of lives in people's homes. If you have those, make sure that the batteries are operating appropriately in those. Uh, but uh, particularly during the holiday season when it's a little bit colder, if you're going to have a fire there. What about food? So we've just come off of Thanksgiving, and certainly there's a lot of issues with food. And we always prepare too much food, and we have leftovers. So what do you do with those? How can you enjoy those leftovers uh, over time so that you're not getting uh, sick or at least decreasing your your risk of getting sick? Uh, Probably the two biggest things that you can do, the two best things that you can do to avoid getting sick during the holidays. And this, the first one is really across the board important. Wash your hands. 
So hand washing reduces the risk of transmission of of germs or bacteria and some viruses too, uh, and uh, can help you uh, not transmit that to food. Certainly, if you're handling raw food products, you want to wash your hands in between that and foods that are already cooked or being cooked. Uh, same thing goes with utensils that you're using as well and surfaces. So we put foods down on surfaces. So certainly if you have contaminated food that uh, that's not cooked yet and put it on the surface and then have uh, served from that same surface, you can transfer uh, a lot of those bacteria back and forth. So think about that. But hand washing in general, you know, that's one of the best things you can do. If somebody's got a cold, uh, like Dr. Jimmy does right now, you know, you want to make sure you're washing your hands after I shake your hand. Uh, so, um, so you want to think about those things uh, as you move back and forth. Now, I, w- I should say this because it's been in the news lately. Uh, you know, the alcohol, uh, little alcohol uh, canisters or alcohol gels that are out there that uh, they they've actually they're not quite as good as we thought they were on on decreasing the risk of, of transfer infection turns out water and soap best thing you can do so i know you, you have to have access to that but if you're in the house anyway or going outside you know just do that uh, for about 30 seconds it seems a long time uh, wash generous, you know, vigorously. They've even done some studies just with water alone and, uh, un, you know, flowing water and washing vigorously uh, can decrease the risk uh, significantly of transfer of different uh, organisms on your hands. So wash your hands, wash your hands. Um, some of the other thing, you know, raw cooked in, uh, tools, we talked about utensils that sort of want to separate those uh, that you use for those things uh, from the raw and cooked uh, uh, sections. And then, you know, thawing meat, um, it's probably better if you have the time and can, and have the space to thaw meat in the refrigerator. A lot of people bring that meat out and put it on the countertop. Um, that just allows a lot of transfer, not just to the meat itself, uh, from the outside of any potential, uh, bacteria or, uh, but it also, uh, allows those bacteria on the meat to, uh, to be transferred to that surface. So doing it in the refrigerator is a little bit better to do that. It doesn't allow those bacteria time to reproduce as much as they, um, as much as they normally would. And then if you have, you know, if you have food at room temperature, um, if, if it's a food that needs to be, here's a, here's a, a general statement. If, if it's a food that needs to be refrigerated, then you don't want to leave it out at room temperature more than two hours. Uh, so if it's something that you would normally keep refrigerated, only leave it out for about two hours before you put it back up. Um, so don't leave it out all day. Uh, that just gives uh, a chance for any kind of organisms to uh, reproduce on that. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, and we're talking about holiday safety. We want to make sure that everybody can enjoy the holidays this season and had some great advice from our callers. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or comments about anything. It doesn't have to be about the holidays. If you have a health question about your children or family, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be right back after this break.
your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Lab-grown diamonds are getting better and bigger. As stones made by science penetrate the jewelry market, will natural gemstones hold their shine? I think there'll always be a distinction between what came out of the ground, what took millions and millions of years to make, and what was made in the last 72 hours. I'm Ari Shapiro, redefining the diamond market, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to kidsandteens at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and we're talking about holiday issues, particularly safety issues, and all kinds of different ways that you might not have thought about up front. We want to keep the holidays safe and enjoyable for all of you out there. And, of course, uh, we want to make sure nobody gets sick with different things. You know, one of the things that you don't think about, we I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, listen to some old Christmas carols on the way home. Those old songs you know the kind that your uh, that your teenagers make fun of you for listening to on the radio. So, uh, so I was listening to some uh, Tony Bennett, and uh, he was talking about it's the most wonderful time of the year. And you know that generally that's true. Uh, we've been talking about some of the ways to keep it that way, uh, but you know, for a lot of people, it's not. And uh, mental health issues are common during the holidays, and it can it can hit anybody. It's not just uh, you know people who. Uh, might be struggling with that throughout the, the the year, and kids are not immune to that. Also, certainly as parents, you can you can go through those kinds of things. So there are a couple of things that you can do to try to to prevent some of those mental health issues, and they don't have to be complex. You know, exhaustion is a big one during the holidays. Uh, we tend not to rest. Uh, one of my colleagues uh, made a comment years ago. Uh, to me, when we were talking about anxiety issues in patients and how much more we've seen of that, and certainly the increase in medication use uh, uh, dealing with our treating anxiety has is, is risen exponentially in this country over the last 10 to 20 years. And, you know, we don't really know how to rest anymore. We don't take the time to truly rest. We're always plugged into something or uh, or, uh, you know, trying to do the next thing. And that's important. It's important not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint. So going into the holidays, make sure you got a plan. Uh, a plan is great. I quite frequently, uh, even though I have, uh, you know, either on my phone or most likely on a sheet of paper, I have little boxes that I check off uh, with the plan for the day and what I have to do, you know, just one thing at a time, sometimes just making a plan where you write down just one thing at a, at a time can really 
allow you to deal with all the enormity of what you have to do, particularly during the holidays. Um, I <laughs> was talking with, uh, with uh, Dr. Debbie Miner about how many people she had at her house for Thanksgiving over time, and I thought, man, that is, that is incredible. And if anybody can handle it, Dr. Dr. Miner can handle it. She, can, uh, she is amazing at what she can do. But, you know, it, it, does, it does help if you have a plan, and it also helps to sort of diversify that plan among different people. So if you don't, don't try to do everything yourself, but diversify that, that out. And, again, if the kids are off and they're sitting around the house saying, what are we going to do? We're bored. Give them some activities to do so that they can feel like they're a part of it. They don't have to just sit around and do nothing. Another thing that's come up in the you may have uh, seen in the news or heard in the news is an, is this concept of mindfulness. So mindfulness is is a a concept that uh, again it, it sort of stems to a lot of burnout issues or uh, mental uh, uh, fatigue issues, a lot of medical conditions that arise out of those, and, and part of the cause of those uh, can be that you're not really where you need to be in that moment. So mindfulness, part of that is is really concentrating on what you're doing right now, who you're with, being present in the situation and what you're doing and not being uh, pulled away by something else. And that may mean that you turn off your phone for a couple of hours while you do something, or maybe you don't check your email five or six times an hour. Uh, that you may want to do that in bulk. Again, go back to the plan. When are you going to do that? And if you're off and you're truly able to be off, then be off. Uh, don't don't go back to those activities that might pull you in a different direction. And again, it may sound like, well, I'm going to be less productive if I'm doing that. Actually, studies have been have shown uh, recently that that's not the case. That you're actually more productive if you do have some true downtime. Uh, that you you can sort of recharge. So mindfulness, being mindful of where you are and what you're doing in that time period uh, can go a long way. And being a good example for your kids is a great uh, great way to, to uh, both practice that and to uh, transfer that on to uh, to uh, to them. You know, giving this time of year, we, we've talked a lot about getting gifts. We haven't talked a lot about giving, and certainly that's part of a lot of families, a lot of personal held beliefs, uh, a lot of of faith-based giving that goes on, uh, uh, depending upon your personal, you know, personal preference or what you, what you do in your own life or in your family. Uh, you know, that's always a good thing to do and it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be giving to people uh, in so many different ways. Um, you know, at times you see somebody in line, uh, at the coffee shop or you see somebody in line, uh, who's been waiting a long time. Uh, you know, I just try this next time you, if let's say, if you get coffee, go out and just buy the person's coffee, either in front of you or behind you. Uh, you know, it doesn't cost that much. Just pay for theirs. It'll go a long way and certainly lift their spirits. You know, small things like that can go a long way and involve your children in doing that too. If there is a charity, uh, that, uh, you're involved in, involve your children in some way. And my kids just got back from uh, we will go ministry downtown, uh, working there last week uh, for a couple of days, uh, you know, involve them in doing that, and it really can make a difference in in how they view things and in, uh, involving them on on giving back. So certainly, it's a great time of the year to give back to others who may not have 
as much as you have. And even if they, uh, you know, even if you don't have a whole lot, just a little bit of your time is probably the best gift of all. And you can certainly give that to your children. And then, you know, remember a sense of loss during the holidays. Certainly in our families, uh, you can think of people that didn't necessarily uh, die during the holidays. But, um, you know, holidays are times that you do remember the people who are around you, your friends, your family. And if you've had a loss in your family, a personal loss, uh, and it doesn't have to be a death. Divorce is certainly another issue that comes up. You know, kids can sense that too, either in the adult or they can go through the same sense of loss during those times. And it's okay to talk about those things. So uh, if, if you, if you, you know, sometimes it helps to talk about that, particularly if it's a death in the family. But be sensitive to that with your kids and be open to them. Take some time uh, that you can have that y'all can talk about those things around the, the holiday season. And if you see somebody that's potential, that's particularly being hurt by that, you know, time uh, emotionally, uh, you know, speak to them about it if they if you sense that they need to get some professional help. That's certainly something that you don't want to wait on uh, depression. Uh, you know, unfortunately, more people commit suicide uh, secondary to depression uh, or other uh, psychiatric issues during the holiday season. And uh, and one of the things is is the loneliness that they experience during that time. So take some time to give back by your you know encouraging those people who who you might sense that. And if you feel like that yourself, absolutely reach out for help if you. Uh, if you, uh, if, even if you don't feel like you need it, if other people are telling you, then, uh, listen to them and, and go ahead and call somebody, you know, try to keep your routines the same too. uh, children and, you know, of all ages, once they get to the holiday season, I'm sure you experience this during Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and again, I, you know, I go back to my two teenage boys. Uh, one of them has always gone to sleep early. The other would stay up all night. And, you know, even if it's just a four or five day holiday, uh, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to stay up all night, every night. I don't need to sleep. Sleep is for weaklings. You know, they sound like Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. So, uh, you know, these these uh, these teenagers, they don't think logically. You know, it's your job as a parent to sort of set those guidelines and, you know, one hour later might be a great uh, target to sort of say, okay, you can stay up for an hour later than you normally could during the holidays. But set those set those expectations um, up front for them and, and stick to them because, uh, you know, the worst thing that can happen is they get out of their normal routine and then you're going to struggle with it going back to school once the holiday season are over. And then finally, you know, the, the best thing, I think, the best gift that you can receive or give this year, and certainly for your children, is to take time to spend with them this season. That may seem like something that's foreign to you, uh, if it's if it's something that you've struggled with for, uh, if it's a relationship that's prevented that, or distance, or time, uh, or other things that you've you've let be a priority. There is no greater gift that you can give children than time with them. So spend time with your family and friends this season and do it together in a way that uh, honors them for their presence and and where they are. Uh, You know, they'll appreciate that. Just call up somebody that you've been thinking about and say, hey, this season, I want to be just spend some time with you. Uh, Turn off your phone during that conversation or put it on silent and uh, really concentrate on them. That's probably the best gift that you can receive or give this season. Well, that's all the time we have 
today for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. We've enjoyed your calls. Really appreciate all of our callers today. And Southern Remedy Kids and Teens is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from the members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. Our call screener was Jason Klein. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. You can join us next Thursday at 11 for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. And stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.